0: Hey guys, this is the recap show for PFL number six, which just finished up a few moments ago. I'm gonna go over the main card, work my way back down through the prelims, give you the results of each match, and where we were at in the prediction show. So where we kind of were wrong or right, and I'll start with again with the main card and work my way back down. So starting off with Harrison versus Don if you saw this match, you saw that Harrison not only dominated Don which was to be expected, but then at the end of the fight, uh, poor Don doesn't even have a chance to tap out. Like she tries to tap. It's happening at the same time, and as she's tapping out, Harrison just like pretty much hyper extends her elbow. Let's hope it's just a minor injury. Don Dios is a veteran she's thirty six years old uh would not not like to see her be seriously injured, but man Harrison just she just overwhelmed her. I will say this full transparency as the fight was approaching, I took uh Harrison she was available for like minus minus one forty by TKO or KO or any kind of, you know, finished knockout type of thing, not submission of course. And I thought that was a good line, you know, like, and at some times there was Harrison on top of Dios, like really beating her up, but you know, give credit to Dios. She was a veteran. She was moving different positions. She was trying to get out of there. She took some hard hits, but ultimately Harrison is just super strong. They need to find her some good opponents because, you know, even Dios, a veteran fighter just had nothing for her tonight. So, Harrison gets the win, dominant win, You know, basically breaks Don elbow. So I didn't been in the fight. I don't think anyone did because at minus 2,000. Well, actually, no, I should rephrase that. I did place a few last-minute wagers on Harrison by uh, knockout, and I did put a little sprinkle on Don Dios just to win because you never know. It's MMA, but that was a waste of money, right? Let's move on back down to the co-main event, which is Pettis and Monfio. You know, I was watching this fight, I'm going to give you the truth. I was watching it side by side while also watching the Bellator main event, which was Moldovsky versus Johnson, right? So I'm watching them side by side, but I have two, two different screens up. I'm seeing everything. And for all intents and purposes, I thought the fight was pretty close with Pettis and Monfield. Where I think Monfield gets the edge here is in that third round where he clearly, like, lands a solid knee. He cuts Pettis on that knee. Pettis falls to the ground. You know, After this fight was over, I went on Twitter. and I saw people kind of like taking shots at Pettis. Not shots, but like saying that, hey, it's time to hang it up and whatever else. I thought Pettis looked pretty good. Like, you know, yes, maybe it is time. I don't know. I mean, he's not that old. He's a pretty young guy. But, you know, it was a good fight. I thought both guys were very athletic. It was very close. One judge did think Pettis won. I was pulling for Pettis because not only did we predict Pettis to win, but I placed a wager on Pettis. So at minus 200, I guess that was way too much, right? I, Yeah, I fell for it like everyone else. You know, you want to pull for Pettis. But again, one judge did think he won, so it wasn't like we were that far off. But in any case, you know, Manfield did just enough to win. I thought third round for sure. By hurting Pettis, if that was a deciding round, he did enough. He landed that knee. Pettis does fall to the ground. Now Pettis works his way back up. He's not TKO'd or whatever else the fight finishes. You know, both guys on their feet working back and forth. But the cut to Pettis getting knocked down, it was enough. When the decision was coming out, I have to admit, I was, like, gripping tight, you know, white-knuckling, like, please, Pettis, please, you know, but didn't work out. So, all right, let's move on down to the last fight on the main card because there was a cancellation, and I just want to pull that up real quick to make sure I'm not, you know, forgetting something here. But, yeah, Goslov. Now, Goss, Gossov, whatever, the Russian, initially was supposed to fight Mohammed Usman, but then that bout was rescheduled to fight someone else, and then all of a sudden, it just fell off the cart altogether tonight. So if you're wondering what happened to the Gossov fight, G-O-S-L-T-S-O-V, I don't know. <laughs> it disappeared. It, all of a sudden, it was just gone. So what you ended up with was literally, um, oh, I guess they included the, oh, no, look at me. I am completely forgive me y'all this is the recap show right so bring it back dennis goslov did fight tonight he did win he got a tko over brandon salas uh we had goslov to win pre-fight have no idea why i thought that he was not fighting or didn't fight but we did have him to win that's nice um clearly i didn't even see that fight (laughs) over the head under the feet way past me um if you saw the fight looks like it was a round three ko tko ground and pound i didn't see it oh you know what i did see oh my gosh that's got to be the it's got to be the green there um i did see like i think dennis Goslov a highlight of him kicking salius in the face and like salius like bleeding and like having a moment so um anyway we were on Goslov. now Goslov was pre-fight what was his um What was the line there? Because it wasn't super attractive, right? Yeah, he was minus 250, and then Brandon Salas was plus 200. So he gets to win. Um, I think the bigger issue there was pre-fight we talked about. 40-year-old Brandon Salas, like, come on, 9-year-old, 9 years difference. You know, uh, wasn't very attractive to see him winning in any way, shape, or form. Now, looking back at this, I got to say, dummy, like, probably should have been more aggressive with Goslov, probably should have placed more on him he just gives you the look of like a guy who, I don't know, works at like a convenience store. Like doesn't have a very good body kind of comes off as like more of a, a jogger jogger, someone who runs marathons, like not very built, but Hey, good for him. Got the win. Very impressive. Somehow I completely skipped over that. Um, all right so that that was actually the last fight of the that was actually the first fight of the main card so here we go there was four fights in the main card and that was the first one and i somehow missed it so let's move on to the next one which um i did catch which was capeloza versus mo de so now we're into the prelims and look capeloza came in here did his job got a knockout round one um you know i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah round one got a knockout head kick you know, look dominant um, and pre-fight, you know, his numbers, you know, it, it, I thought this one right here at minus 275, I thought it was kind of a gimme. And looking back on it, probably should have been more on it. I probably should have been heavier on this bet because, you know, all things pointed towards him winning. Now, I will say this, you know, winning in round one by a head kick. Didn't really see that happening. Um, you know, Moe has got some chin issues, obviously. The chin issues are now clearly showing themselves. But all that said, uh, yeah, you know, this one pretty much open and slam door case, minus 275. I'll be curious to see what they do with Kapilosa next because he's 32 years old. So where does he kind of go after this season and, and kind of what happens to him? I'll be curious. I mean, decent fighter, decent fighter. So, all right, let's move on down to a women's bout. We've got uh, Larissa Pacheco versus Helena Kolinska. Kalisnik. Now, I'm going to tell you right here, if you saw the fight, then you know exactly what I'm going to say is true. They come out, and when I first see Helena, like, if anyone saw her tapology, you know what I'm talking about. I had to actually tell my wife, come over here, and you got to see this shit. When you look at Helena Kalisnik's person walking out to the, to the octagon, you're just like, there's no way that's the same person you saw in tapology. I was like, wait a second, am I watching the wrong fight? I had to go back to tapology, and I looked at the tapology photo, and I'm like, what? Like, am I getting, like, you know, what is it called, catfishing? I'm getting catfished by a fighter from the tapology page, right? So Helena comes out looking like a total beefcake, and I'm, like, totally taken back by it because in her tapology photo, she's just, like, looks like this very dainty Ukrainian girl, but yet as she's walking out to the cage, she's, like, this beefy, like... I don't want to. I don't want to say to be now with regret, but basically, a very thick, like cowgirl from the Midwest. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, very thick everywhere, and not necessarily thick like shapely, just thick, log thick. Okay, so she walks out to the ring. I tell my wife, "You gotta come and see this." She comes over. We both go back and forth. Like I can't watch the same girl. The fight starts, and I'm not kidding you. Within like the first 20 seconds, I place a few like emergency hedge bets on uh on helena um kolesnik because if you watch the fight you know what i'm talking about she comes out and just starts like trading with larissa and she's big and thick and she's like the same size as larissa like it's a good matchup and i'm like holy shit wait a second here you know pacheco was one of the biggest favorites in the entire card besides obviously harrison she was 550 so. I'm watching this and I'm like, whoa, wait, here we go. Like, what's going on? And I think there was a few times that Helena hit her and definitely stuns her. Now, what ends up happening is they get into trading and Helena just catches the, the worst of it. You know, she gets a hard shot to the face, falls straight down, kind of holds her face almost like maybe she got hit, not like a knockout, but more like she got hit in maybe a sensitive part of her nose or something in her eye because she immediately drops and actually grabs, like, her face like she was in some kind of a sharp pain um not necessarily like knocked out right so but either way you know i come away thinking like helena's pff, <laughs> girl could fight like she's actually she's got some stones she went in there swinging a larissa a little lucky to walk out of there you know even though like when you just look at the result you're thinking okay minus 550 favorite oh she did her job no there was there was a moment or two there where if you were on Larissa Pacheco to pacheco to win and somehow you were betting that which I don't know, people are probably parlaying that, right? So they were sweating for that half second, but she wins the bout. Very decisive win, but we'll see what happens with uh, this Helena Klesnick girl because, my gosh, her topology photo, I'm looking at it right now, just looks nothing like the person that's there. Okay, let's move on down to Aintel Deligia versus Chandler Cole. And so Deligia gets a TKO on the ground, round one, complete domination, not surprised. Chandler Cole looks like a big... Pudgy mess, shorter, thicker, and all the wrong areas. Um, you know, it's kind of surprising. Look at his record. Was he 8-3 Chandler Cole? I don't know. He must have fought some bums. But basically, look, Delizia is a wrecking ball on the ground. He's a problem on the ground. He likes to take you to the ground. I'm curious to see how far he goes because, you know, we were on him to win pre-fight. Didn't bet it because of the minus 400. So he was a big favorite. It's No one's surprised that he won. But, you know, round one, dominating win, that's what you should do at minus 400. Kind of like Pacheco, but not like Pacheco. Because Pacheco won, but it was getting wild there for a second. <laughs> Whereas Talisia, dominant, dominant, just dominant, up and down dominant. There was no other way the fight was going, right? So, good win there. Let's move on, because there's not much else to say. If you bet that fight, for some reason, you put $400 on, on it, and you made 100 bucks, like... Yeah, man, (laughs) sweet money, right? Free money, right? All right, let's go down to, now this fight right here, I thought, here was a gimme, okay? This is one of our favorite picks in the card. This pick, Pacheco, uh, Kubalayev, those three were our solid, like, bet the house, put the mortgage up, right? That's where we were at here. So with with Fabian, she was minus 275 when we took her against Pajic, who was plus 210. I don't want to sound mean because I'll, I'll sound I'll sound actually positive first. I think cause is, is a very attractive young lady, and I really love her her neck tattoo. It's awesome. Um, you know, she seems like you know, for all intents and purposes, a, a pretty good overall athlete, a good person. But I don't I don't think she ever should go back and fight in any MMA fights. Maybe if she wants to do like ground and ground like grappling tournaments to like, I don't know, compete, stay in shape but this girl cannot take a punch. And this was this was known before this fight. Like if you clip her one time, that's it. What made what it, made it even more present was if you, if you didn't wish to watch the fight, I'll tell you right now, I'll transcribe what happened. She came out and was very tentative. She was throwing like half leg kicks that would miss, but not even be close, air punches. She looked very scared. She was backing up. She just looked uncomfortable. And the minute, Janaya Fabian just landed a few punches. You saw, like, in Julia's eyes, in Paige's eyes. She just started to back up. She was very startled, and it was a quick finish. Um, and it wasn't a round two, so I guess I give Paige some credit for surviving round one. But I think if, if Fabian wanted to finish her in round one, she could have. I think Fabian was just being patient. She was just, you know, using her jab, whatever else. Look, I. I think Julia, like no no I'm not no kidding aside here like you probably should stop fighting this is not your angle this is not what you're going to be good at And when I say fighting I mean like boxing where you take a punch to the face if she ever pops up again um, I'm sure she'll be a big dog and I'm pretty sure unless she's fighting somebody with like one arm you know she's she's gonna lose so Anyway, man, prayers to you, Jalija. I'm glad you didn't get split open. That beautiful face of yours, you know, keep it moving. We'll still follow you on the gram. We'll still follow you on Twitter and, you know, deuces on this fight. So, all right, let's move on down to a straight. (laughs) This was, this was not a finish by Renan Friera versus Carl, um, the Tufa, Montufa, Sia Montufa, whatever, um. So CM just got dominated three rounds of getting put on his back. At no point could he get up at no point. Could he muster up any kind of striking? Renan Fieri, looked great here. Um, you know, we didn't get a chance to really talk about this fight because it was a late replacement. The person he was supposed to fight initially, I forgot the name offhand, but we were on fear to win that fight. This dude's a legit prospect. This, this guy's like, he's got both a good stand up defense and offense. Like, his stand up game is not super sharp or fast. He's not like a quick striker or an amazing kicker, but he does a little bit of everything on his feet. And he's got decent defense, defense, and good head movement. And on the ground is where that Brazilian side comes out, where he's got good position. He's strong on the ground. He's got good physique. We'll see where he goes. Like, there's probably still a lot of holes there. Look closely at his game. Does he have any chin issues? I don't know. We'll see. But um, this was a bit of a boring fight. He was on top, tons of position control. All three rounds were the same. He gets to win. I couldn't say we were on in the win because we weren't. Um he was a minus four twenty and even if we were on in the win, like I don't know who's spending that money on this fight. It was late replacement, so we couldn't really break it down. Let's move on down to another women's bout. <clears throat> Taylor Guardado versus Laura Sanchez. Now this fight here goes I remember thinking to myself, like, it's so nice when a fight goes exactly the way that you thought it would, and then you wagered on it and it went that way. This was one of those fights where Guardado came out, the shorter fighter shorter reach okay has to get in tight because when the fight first starts you see sanchez has a distance she's much taller she's trying to touch her a little bit that goes on for about a minute and then here comes guardado closes the distance brings her in tight takes her to the ground and pretty much that's what went on for the next two and a half rounds like guardado on top of her sanchez doing a little bit here and there to try to make it you know a few punches in the bottom but not doing much guardado's doing just as much to equal her Keeping position. Sanchez never gets up. Sanchez falls to a whopping one and two until it goes to two and one. This was a bad matchup, either way, in terms of what to expect. It was a 50-50 roll of dice in the floor. I thought based upon what we kind of knew a little bit about guardado she's more of a wrestler and would get that position. We got lucky. That's what happened. We did bet this fight. So this was a nice one here in the prelims to get guardado at minus 145. Again, if we had a crystal ball, we would have bet the house on this damn thing, right? Minus one forty-five was good numbers. So she gets to win. Sanchez gets a loss. We'll see what happens with both girls. There's definitely some limitations with Taylor Guardado, um, striking-wise. Um, I thought I saw some cardio thing, cardio issues there at the end too. So we'll see what happens. All right. So moving down to the second fight of the prelims. This one right here, shocker for me. Mariana Marías versus Caitlin Young. Now. I will give you full disclosure. I only read the transcript of the fight because I didn't see the fight live. I was coming back from dropping my, my daughter off at her basketball game and running back and forth, picking up my son from somewhere. But I saw the transcript and so it could have gone either way. One judge had Caitlyn Young winning. And this was just a head scratcher because Caitlyn Young falls at 12 and 11. So she's obviously a 50 feet fighter. That's not good, 500% winning percentage is not good. Mariana Mariah is like, I have serious questions about her fight game. So. She gets the win, and I'm not going to lie, I did hear some people this week saying either fade this fight altogether or possibly lean toward Marias. Marias is a plus 170 favorite. This, these first two fights of the night are some real lesson learners right here because we were on young and we were on a brave. They both lost the first two fights of the night, and they were both pretty much pick'ems, and we did acknowledge in our pre-fight breakdown that we were kind of on the fence, and what did we do? We we, we faded the underdogs, and we went to the favorites. Complete boo-boo on our part. We started this card off 0-2 because we went with Young and Abreu, and it was a huge mistake. Looking back on it now, complete mistake on our part. So, Marias wins a split decision. Now, granted, that's one judge, so maybe if one judge feels differently, I'm over here like, nah, we got it, we got it. Nah, nah, either way, if it's going to be a close fight, that's a that's a lesson learner. Got to chalk that one up in the head there. If it's going to be a close fight and we knew it'd be a close fight and it's a women's fight, just take the dog or pass. Right. So, yeah, that one stinks right there. Moving down to the first fight of the night, Jamela Jones and Klitson uh, Abreu. So this one right here, I didn't see this either. <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't watch the fight. Had to read your transcript. Had to see what happened. Read the notes. Um, And, yeah, round one. Got starched. Jamel Jones comes out and does what he can do to finish a fight. You have to survive the first round with this dude. If you do that, he gasses out. So for Abreu, like, come on, dog. Like, you know, Abreu was a minus 175 favorite, almost minus 200. That's what we got him at. And I thought it was a deal. Like the dude came in here 15 and four. He's from Brazil. (laughs) So is every other fighter on this card, but yeah, and I saw Jones. I mean, look, if you saw Jones or you saw that prediction video, like, I was a little critical of Jones. I had some questions about Jones. Jones got, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know how bleachers fold up? He got, that's what happened to him in, a, in a, a contender fight. The dude just got ugly, ugly knockout. And I was wrong. But now I did acknowledge, I will say this, I'm not, this is no silver lining, but kind of is a silver lining, that we knew that that was his only path to really probably winning i should say only path that was the most likely path for him to victory was to hurt uh abreu knock him out and early on in the fight not late second round or third round but early the first round and that's what happened so if you were on that uh, kudos to you so let's give a quick recap here because i also have to run over and do bellator recap and post that too tonight so it's gonna be a very long night anyway so for the total card here um the total in terms of uh wins or losses we had seven winners we picked and three losers. The losers we had wrong were Abreu, he lost to Jones, Young, she lost to Marias, and Pettis losing to Monfeo. Now, I will say this, and this is just a little, yeah, <laughs> bullshit. I'm going to give you some bullshit real quick, all right? Here's a shovel of bullshit. Get ready to take the shovel of bullshit. We lost the Young and Marias fight, but it was a split decision, so one judge was with us, and we lost the Pettis and Monfeo fight. And that was also a split decision. So those two, we fell on the wrong side of the fence. Abreu, we lost full out, but we did have seven right. The seven right we had were, well, everyone had Harrison winning. They didn't even count, right? We had Kubalayev at minus 135. That was a good pick. And Palmer, hey, man, lives to fight another day, right? But Kubalayev, you know, dominated, did a good job, you know, was able to take care of business and, you know, ultimately just, you know, own the moment on the moment, you know, just a better fighter right now. Palmer, I have some questions about him. I feel like at, at this point in his career, like he's doing so much backing up. He looks tentative, you know, it's it's not it's not a good look for him. He he was he was on fire there for a minute. Now he's 22 and 4. He was like 22 and 0 at 1.0 point or something like that. So, yeah, uh Capeloza and DeGresi, uh we had Capeloza winning, um Pacheco winning over Kolesnik, we had Pacheco winning, we had Delisha winning, we had Fabian winning, and we had Gordillo winning. So, there's the full recap. I apologize if I ran through that really quickly. Again, I'm trying to get this knocked out and also get, um, you know, get get uh, Bellator knocked out tonight. So I hope you guys did well. If you trailed us on some of this stuff tonight and you placed some of the wagers that we placed, we did really well. You know, the, the three that we liked the most, the ones that were like our our hottest ones, were Kubalayev, Pacheco, and Fabian. You know, if you just parlayed those three right there together and bet those however you want to bet them, you parlayed those, you were you were doing well. So happy with the card, finished 7-3 in overall. Always room for improvement. Until we have a full undefeated card, there's always room for improvement. Anyway, thanks for checking in. We'll see you guys soon. Please like and subscribe, share our video, come on back for more content, and best of luck at your next MMA betting event. Peace.